Yeah. Good morning. You may not be able to. You have to go the other way, but this is the cord. Live stream, can you hear? If you can hear, say yes. Can you hear us this morning? Not you. <laughs> All right. Now you're on.
church family. 
how are you this morning? Sorry for the little delay getting started, but um, we uh, have our uh, family on the live stream and they get their better quality video this week thanks to uh, the uh, some cords and uh, David Lester's hotspot. So shout out to David Lester today uh, loaning us a parking lot hotspot. Um, we also added this week, I don't know if you can see on the board there, of course, the phone number, which goes to Marty. If you have any prayer concerns uh, that you'd like us to lift up during the service today, uh, you can do that. Um, I'm also able to check uh, the live stream. So if you're on there watching and you have a prayer concern, if you're on Facebook, you can comment or you can text uh, 528-4204. Uh, and that will get you uh, to Pastor Marty, who will uh, uh, lift up our prayer concerns today. Um, if you're one of those people who like to follow along on a bulletin and you've felt withdrawal since March. Uh, there is an online bulletin now. Uh, it doesn't. It just kind of tells what's going to happen, so you can be surprised or you can look ahead. But it's at norwalkcc.org backslash bulletin, and that'll be the, the current bulletin every week unless your pastor forgets to update it. Um, and then uh, below that, we're trying to get some uh, check-in information uh, so we can uh, kind of start, you know, keeping the rolls. Uh, eventually, we're going to have to report back to God who's attending church. And so, uh, we, you know, we need some kind of data. We've got no data but likes uh, for the last uh, six months almost. Uh, so you can go to norwalkcc.org backslash check-in. Tell us you're here. Tell us who's with you. Uh, if you're online, you can do the same. And there's a way you can click. I'm, I'm in person or I'm online. Uh, there's a comment form at the bottom. And so if you something you want to you, you share and you haven't been able to talk to someone, you can put that there. Or you can share a prayer concern on there as well. Um, and if you have updated info, if you're not getting our emails or, or newsletters or you've moved, uh, you can type that in as well. But if we already have your address and all of that, you don't need to waste your time. Um, but if you think we need to update something, that's a good chance for you to do that every week. It's a virtual pew pad, so we're, we're upgrading today. Um, and I think that's all the announcements I have. I'm going to turn it over to Marty. All right, beautiful people. In order for us to just kind of get all of the craziness of the morning out of our system, which might be more for those of us that are up here trying to find cords and make sure everything's plugged in, but so that we can be in the right frame of mind as we worship God this morning, I invite you to just tune everything else out right now. Just feel the weight of whatever worries and stress from the week have followed you here to this place and just let them go. Beautiful God, right now we just want to be in your presence with your people, bringing glory and honor to you, sharing and bringing encouragement to one another. Allow us at this time to just put everything that's keeping us from worshiping you to the side so that this time can be dedicated to bringing you glory and honor and praise. This we pray in Christ's name. Amen. Good to see all of you, and um, it's just a wonderful, beautiful day of worship. So let's continue in our worship, and I will lead our call to worship and our prayer today. 
We come to worship this morning from different places. Oh God, do not be far from us. We come to worship this morning for different reasons. We experience the presence of the Spirit in different ways. We hear Jesus' words with different ears, calling us to deny ourselves, take up our cross, follow me. Oh God, we thank you for drawing near to us in this space, in our lives. Never be far from us. Let us pray. Loving God, you call us to turn away from our own selfish interests, to take up our cross, and to follow after you, to find our lives by giving them up to your greater purpose. So we come before you this morning with open hearts and open hands, eager to hear your word and eager to know your will. Through the power of your Holy Spirit, move within us and among us as we worship. Open our eyes to your presence, open our ears to your call, open our hearts to one another, and then send us back out into the world to live and work as your faithful disciples. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer and Lord, amen. My apologies to God and Margot and you for uh, interrupting the prayer. Testing. Testing. Yeah. Okay. Sorry about that. You know, they used to tell us that technology was going to make. Well, we won't blame Travis. <coughs> that uh, technology was going to make it easier for us, but I don't know. All right. This is our last Sunday of State Fair singing. And um, hopefully, over the month's time, we have picked hymns that are favorites of yours that maybe we haven't done very often. So I'm going to share with you today. And please sing quietly in your mask, hum, sing in your heart. Uh, it just breaks my heart that you have to hear me sing by myself most Sundays. So um, I'm going to pray this darn thing, this pandemic gets over really soon. Uh, so I'm going to share with you a little bit of This Is My Father's World, since it's just so beautiful out today. Take my life, and since Jesus came into my heart.
other. We're going to do it in our healthy pandemic way. So uh, make sure that you keep your physical distance, make sure you're being safe with your mask on, but uh, do some, some nice jazz hands to those that are around you and make sure that everyone feels welcomed and greeted and loved, even in the times when we can't hug you because whenever I see your faces here, all I really want to do is give you a hug. And I can't do that right now, so do the best jazz hands you can. I just talk louder, Bodie? Much better, yes. Hey, so how are you this morning? Oh, too loud, too loud. Too loud? No, just kidding, just kidding. Okay. Um, I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day. It is a beautiful day outside. Look at these green leaves on the trees. Look at these beautiful faces. It's perfect. But, but, but I'm struggling a little bit, and I thought since you're a pastor, I could bring it to you and maybe you could help me. Well, sure, Bodie. What, what are you struggling with? Well, my mind was kind of blown this week. I went to Fairway and our teacher was there. Yeah. Well, I think it was her. It, she had a mask on and she had sunglasses on, but I'm pretty sure my teacher was at Fairway. And I don't know how she left school. You know teachers don't live at the school, Bodie. What? Yeah, teachers teachers don't live in the in the school. I did not know that. <laughs> uh, what what what? I, I thought that was their whole life was being a teacher. Well, they they do a lot at the school. That's part of their life, but that's not their whole life. Huh? Well, that that blows my mind. You got to tell me more. Well, you, you know where I live, right? Well, yeah, in, in the other church down the street where we used to do church. Yeah, well, that's, that's my house down there, but this is where I work up you here. You sleep there? Yeah, I sleep oh. in my house. Man, I just thought you did church on the dining room table. <laughs> oh, I'm so confused. And what about these people? You know, these people, they all have different things that they do 
but they don't always, well, other than it being pandemic time right now, they don't always do what they do in the place that they live. They are more than just being a teacher, just being a pastor, just being a lawyer or a nurse or a doctor or somebody else. They're more than that. Do you know last week, was it last week that you wore your superhero mask? It was, it was. That was super, wasn't it? It was super. But, you know, superheroes are more than just superheroes, right? They have a life outside of that. Well, I guess so. I never thought of that. Yeah. You know, a lot of who we are inside makes up who we are on the outside, but that can be that can affect all the different areas of our lives. You gotta say more. <laughs> I'm not following because because I, I I my teacher's still blowing my mind. Like like she has a normal life, but and kids of her own. I'm yeah. not her only kid. Well, me and the other kids in my class. Yeah, you and the other kids in your class are not her only kids, probably. Hmm. I mean, there's a chance, depending on your teacher. Well, that explains why when we were at school online, her classroom looked like a house behind her. Well, yeah, because she was probably at her own home oh, okay, and not okay. in the classroom. But no, so today we're going to hear a story, and it's, it's kind of sad because somebody's talking about dying. And that is sad. It is sad. And the people are sitting there saying, no, 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 we don't want you to die. And then... Then Jesus sits here and says, it's, it's not just what we, what we do, what we think we are, but it's, it's who we really are inside, what we really believe in and, and we do that make up who we are. So what really matters is that you're a good person and you follow Jesus and you could do that at Fairway or at the school or at a hospital or well, I guess at church, too. <laughs> Anywhere you go, Bodie. Okay, okay. I, I think I get it. I think I get it. Well, did that help you with your school teacher question? I mean, it's still a little weird. <laughs> but well, it makes sense. I, You know, believe it or not, I never thought of it. But I don't live in this box. <laughs> so I guess other people don't live in a box either. That's true, Bodie. We're outside the box, people. All right. Well, thanks for helping me out, Pastor. No problem. I'll see you later, okay, buddy? All right. See you all. See all you people at home, too. <laughs> With the state of this world the way it is now, so many of us, so many of us are facing different kinds of challenges, um, such as illness, loss of jobs or job security. This past week, there's been school adjustments for kids, parents, teachers, and just the general anxiety of life right now. I think we do all that we can to help our family and our friends and acquaintances, but our church is a great way to provide help and resources beyond what we can do all alone. Our budgets help many areas that we can't reach. My favorite is the Week of Compassion offering that provides disaster relief all around the world. Uh, we have food assistance programs, we have 
missions that go beyond our community, and there's just so many more. I have witnessed the power of our church volunteering with their own individual talents to keep the church running smoothly and effectively, and our offering to TA can contribute to that and also provide outreach to the greater community. So you can provide your offering today um, by the buckets on the table, and you can also do it by mail or you can do it online as well. So let us take a moment to pray. Enlighten us with your spirit to discern how to use the gifts that we offer today. May all of our church ministries serve as channels to help those in need. Amen. today, um, you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Joanne and Richard, is today your 15th wedding anniversary? anniversary Happy anniversary. Oh, is it not 15? It's 15. That's our blind date. Oh, of your blind date. Happy anniversary. <laughs> Um, we uh, have a few other uh, prayer concerns uh, right now to pray for. Um, uh, we want to continue in our prayers. Uh, Dalen Van Dyke, um, he will go back to, to Demos tomorrow to see about having uh, surgery on his shoulder. Uh, they were actually hoping to be here this morning um, but uh, aren't uh, getting the relief that uh, is needed for that right now. So do uh, keep Dalen and Lori in your prayers as he continues uh, to recover and go through therapy and heal. God of healing. Um, lots of you uh, know Marge Liggett. Uh, she uh, is a dear friend to several of our members. Um, right now, uh, she's uh, approaching end-of-life care. And so we pray right now, peace and love for Marge and her family, God of love. Um, we also want to uh, keep my family, uh, specifically my mom and my aunt, uh, and uh, all of those that are back in Troy, uh, Alabama, in your prayers. Uh, my great aunt, my grandmother's older sister, uh, who was two weeks from turning 100, uh, died this week, and uh, let's keep keep all of, of that family in our prayers. God of resurrection. 
Uh, this has been a really, really tough week and a tough uh, month for Don Darnell. And so uh, continue to keep him in your prayers. Uh, Don is home, uh, but he's uh, still struggling to regain that strength and, and to get the rest that he needs. And so uh, prayers for him right now and for this upcoming week as he begins physical therapy this week, God of healing. Um, and prayers for Susan Ward. Susan's uh, had to move a, a, a couple times recently. Uh, her uh, ankle is not doing well. Um, things are, are, a lot of things are going on in her life right now. So prayers for healing and peace, God of healing and love. And one of Susan's uh, friends, uh, Kristen, Kirsten and Scott, uh, their daughter uh, was just born, uh, was uh, a stillborn. And so uh, prayers for Kirsten and for Scott and for their daughter, Riley Louise, God of resurrection and love. Now let's go to God in prayer. God of our beginnings and our ends, God of our celebrations and God of our sorrows, we come to you today lifting up these concerns for our church family that are struggling and our church family that are celebrating, for our friends and our neighbors. We pray, continue to pray for our teachers, for our first responders, our nurses, our doctors, for our leaders in our institutions, schools, and governments, we lift them up to you. We pray that you bless us as we continue to do our best to follow you. Lord, these days, every week seems to be a little different, uh, being a disciple. Yet we know that the desire to please you does, in fact, please you. And we pray that in everything we do, we have that desire. We love you, and we thank you for this beautiful day, for the life you've given us for so many blessings that surround us every moment. And we lift up today from parking lots and bedrooms and cars and, and sanctuaries all across this world, we join in those prayers that Christians have been praying since you taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. We are excited to be blessed by Lori Beeble this morning, and who will be sharing with us on her feet. Thank you.
is from Matthew 16, verses 21 through 28. From that time on, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and undergo great suffering at the hands of the elders and chief priests and scribes, and be killed, and on the third day be raised. And Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him, saying, God forbid it, Lord, this must never happen to you. But he turned and said to Peter, Get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me, for you are setting your mind not on divine things, but on human things. Then Jesus told his disciples, If any want to become my followers, let them deny themselves and take up their cross and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit them if they gain the whole world but forfeit their life? Or what will they give in return for their life? For the Son of Man is to come with his angels in the glory of his Father, and then he will repay everyone for what has been done. Truly I tell you, there are some standing here who will not taste death before they see the Son of Man coming in his kingdom. Thanks, Margo. Thank you, Lori. That was great. I always love the flute. Of course, I, I enjoy hearing lots of instruments, and the ironic part is I have no musical talent in any of my body, like not even a drop. Um, some people go their whole life trying to figure out who they are, what they stand for. And Jesus, Jesus here has figured it out. He's figured out who he is, and he's figured out what this next step in his journey needs to be. Now, from time to time, I have the great honor of walking beside people as they die. And that may sound a bit odd, um, but I truly view those moments as holy ground moments with people. As you, on a regular basis, uh, check in with them and meet with them as they die, uh, people who are facing death seem to, to have a common theme with them. And that's the people that surround, that are surrounded, surround them, don't, don't always know how to act around them. The people that love them most when they know that, you know, you only have six months to live, then they sometimes don't really know how to, to treat you. At times, then they think they need to do everything for you and don't let you do anything. At times, then they sit there and get overly emotional because they sit there and think, this is the last Thanksgiving, this is the last Christmas, this is the last birthday or Easter. And they really struggle with how to live life knowing that at any moment, you could not be there. And all of the people, now yes, the people that are dying tend to want to have their affairs in order, but they also want to continue living life and they don't want to constantly be reminded that they're dying. Here Jesus is in this text telling those that he loves that he is dying. Not the death that we often know ahead of time is coming, but that this death is coming. And, well, Peter, Peter is acting like people do, people who love 
the person that's dying. Here, Jesus is realizing that there's only one way for humanity to connect with God. He knows what his goals are. And in order to achieve the goals, he has to fully accept it and believe it himself. Believe it so that his actions get him to fulfilling his goal. And what Jesus does is what all of us do. If you were to find out that you were dying, what would you do? You would tell the people around you, those closest to you. And here Jesus is telling his friends, this is going to happen. And this, this is what I need you to do. And here Peter is doing exactly what I would do in that situation if Jesus was one of my closest friends. He's sitting there saying, there's got to be another way though, Jesus. Have, have we thought through all of the options? There's no way that God would do this. God, God gave you here for us. You are the healthiest, best thing that we've ever gotten. God wouldn't take you from us. There's got to be another way. And Christ, Jesus, in all of his humanity, sits there and says, get behind me, worry. Get behind me, doubt. Get behind me, disbelief. Everything that is a part of our humanity that takes us into the side of feeling like we are in control and we have everything the way we need it to be. It says, get behind me. Jesus has his purpose, his mission, his beliefs. And now his actions have to reflect those beliefs. Our faith is not solely action-based. You don't act out of good unless you believe in the good. You don't train for a marathon or an Ironman competition or to be in the Olympics unless you actually believe you can compete at that level. You would not put yourself through that kind of training. If you were in an accident and you could no longer walk, you would not go through and suffer through the physical therapy that it would require for you to walk again unless you believed there was a chance you could walk again. The cross is what Jesus believed in. The cross, that death that we often use to adorn our worship spaces and wear around our necks so we remember its importance, its significance. That cross is what Christ believed in and believed that it was vitally important. Now the irony in all of this is that in order to fully find ourselves and who we are, we have to fully give up ourselves and our own beliefs. We have to lose ourselves in the process to truly find ourselves, to figure out what is our purpose and make sure that our belief becomes our purpose our meaning because the purpose the goal becomes who we are wherever we are in the classroom at fairway in our homes with our best friends with our families 
the best versions of ourselves and the worst versions of ourselves, who we, what we believe in is what comes out. Christ welcomes us to lose ourselves for the greater good, to lose ourselves for the higher beliefs of hope, love, joy, peace, Being the best version of ourselves makes the world better. It makes your world better, and your world is my world, and my world is your world, and our world becomes better when we remember our beliefs are to not just be our action, but to be fully, fully what we believe, because what we believe is how we will act out. And when we lose ourselves to the false things that we think we should be doing and we allow ourselves to show who we truly are and what we truly believe, that's when we are being love and light and all that we're meant to be as God's precious children. hard not being able to go straight to the table, but to have someone else as your hands and feet. As we come to Christ's table today, we remember that Jesus, after he had told them that he was going to die on the cross, that it really did happen. But that night before his betrayal, he sat there with those closest friends and said, See this bread? It's my body, broken for you. All of myself I'm giving to you. That's how much I love you. And after he had shared the bread with all of them, he took the cup off of the table and he raised it and he said, this cup signifies my blood, the blood of a new covenant, a new promise that God will always be with humanity, that God will always love you and support you when you follow those beliefs and who you are deep down, the goodness, the light, and the love that is spread all around. Today, we take in these symbols, this bread, this cup, to remind us that it is God that fulfills us and sustains us and that gives us our nourishment. Let us pray for these good gifts. We thank you, Lord, for sending us your Son to teach us to live the way you intend for us. Let your Spirit's presence make us strong enough that we can show your love in trying times as well as when all is right. Allow us to imitate Christ and be your hands and feet in the world to do your will. These good people are the good gifts of God for you, the good people of God. Thanks be to God.
good people. It is always good to be with you. Uh, those of you online, don't forget to check in. Say you're say you're here. Say hello. What? And in person. Oh yeah, and in person, you could even check in there. Well, that is where. Yes. Um, beautiful people, I love you. Um, Travis loves you. We know that you love one another, and it's really hard right now. Um, I think it's like a temptation. You're all right there where I can see you, but I can't quite get to you. Um, and so uh, continue as we depart uh, to keep your, your safe physical distancing. Um, still, you can keep your mask on and check in with people, uh, but, but please do it safely. Uh, we want to be able to continue being able to see each other. Um, good people, take good care of yourselves, take good care of each other. Um, and remember what it is that you truly believe, the goodness that is within you. Let that flow into every aspect of your life. Let that be what guides you everywhere that you go. Because when there's love, when there's light, when there's hope, there is goodness. There is Christ. So let us be that. And make that the presence everywhere. <laughs>